Welcome back to another episode of Green Squad Chats. Today, we're gonna to talk about personal branding. What is it? Why is it important? Let's dive in. Awesome. Brandon definitely has the uh, personal branding thing dialed in. I, I have some thoughts, but I wanna hear Brandon open this one up. Yeah, I've got some, uh, it's not typical in my mind, it's not typical marketing, you know, putting stuff out there and just trying to grab whoever you can to the top of your funnel, right? And then funneling it down, knowing that you're going to bring in so many people and then you'll have a percentage conversion all the way to the bottom. I kind of take a completely different approach to that. And let me start by saying I'm not an expert. I don't have some crazy following online. So, you know, what I'm about to talk about has nothing to do with gaining tons of followers or anything like that, right? For me, branding, personal branding is all about communicating my blueprint. What is my blueprint? My core beliefs, right? My core purpose, passion, value, skills, clarity of self that I've gained from coaching, really working with a coach and diving deep and then putting a message out there, putting content out there that comes from that blueprint that resonates with who I am as a person and then blending that with whatever type of service that I or the business provides, but starting first with the blueprint, with the self, that's the foundation, that's the core. Blending it with the service for me is secondary. To, to what purpose? To what yeah. purpose? So you have this yep. incredible blueprint that over the last three years you've worked in very hard to define who you are, where you're going, what your core values are. Now you bring that into everything you do to attract what, to what end for you? Yeah, perfect, uh, Adam. I was, that's where I was headed next was so that I'm attracting people that resonate with who I am as a person. Because if I attract people that resonate with me and my blueprint, I believe that A, I can help them. I can help them improve. I can help them with whatever service I provide. I can help them if it's 0.1%, right? I can help them get better. And two, if I'm attracting that type of person, it's somebody who I would want to be in a partnership and a team, a team relationship with well into the future so that I move beyond just trying to get numbers in the door for transactional purposes. And it's more about building partnerships, teammates, relationships, and really forming bonds with people that I can truly help and that want the help. I think it'd be good if I was number one off of mute and number two, what's really interesting, I'm curious what the audience thinks, but I suspect that when they think of personal branding or they think of like social media, usually your mind goes to social media. That's the tool we have to get our personal brand, whether it's LinkedIn or Instagram or Facebook, it's a tool we have to get our brand out there. But when you go onto social media, it's saturated with the same thing. What you see is everybody doing kind of the same thing. It all looks the same. So I'm not sure that I'm just curious how you feel that you can get your message out there and really connect with the people that you're trying to connect with when everything looks essentially the same on social media. Yeah, that's a great question. Part of it is you get to a point where I'm putting out the content, it resonates with my blueprint and I just enjoy putting it out there. And so, whereas a lot of folks, the metric is how many followers am I gaining? How many likes am I getting? How many clicks am I getting? While it's near impossible to get rid of that recognition completely, I put the content out the way I wanna do it for my blueprint and I enjoy doing that. I enjoy that process and knowing that I'm putting something out that I didn't, that it's not simply to, you know, 
snag anyone. It is just to share who I am. And so part of it, Adam, is I just put out the content that resonates with me and my blueprint, and I don't worry so much about the other content. I'm focused on mine. You don't have an avatar that you're looking at while you're putting the content out there? Did the avatar avatar come first or did the content come first and then you're developing the avatar, meaning the person that you are trying to refine or reach out to or connect with? That's a great question. I absolutely believe in having an avatar. And so I would say the evolution was the content first, right? Getting comfortable with the new clarity I have, getting comfortable with putting content out in a way that's like that. Because at first it was like whole life insurance and everything was about the whole life insurance contract and you know technical data about that, which nobody boring, nobody wants to read about that, nobody cares about that. And it's, it didn't really, it wasn't like blueprint stuff, like core values and passions. So first it was getting used to that and putting out content in a different way. But I have honed that to where my avatar, I call it a community profile, is based off of my blueprint. So I start with the blueprint. I develop the profile. It's about 10 characteristics of my ideal client. And it doesn't really matter what service. So I do some coaching. I do some whole life insurance, right? The client avatar is the exact same. And nowhere in my community profile does it have anything to do with age, money you make, nothing. It has everything to do with the type of person that I want to work with. And those characteristics align with my blueprint and who I am. So yes, I have created a community profile. All my content is written to that person. So if a new entrepreneur that was listening to the podcast here, because you know, there's a lot of gurus out there, right? That I think that are, well, gurus or people that want the followings, they find the avatar first, especially from an investor standpoint, maybe from an apartment syndication, right? They're looking for that, that type of person they want to attract. So do, is that the, I guess it comes down to the egg or the chicken, right? What came first? So you do the avatar or the content, which one? Yeah. How do you, I, you figure that so out and then move it? Yeah, Travis, this is where I think that I, I'm, look, I want to hear some different perspectives because my perspective is you got to discover yourself first, man. You got to understand why you're doing the things you're doing, why you're even putting the content out there. If you don't know yourself first, why you want to do it, I think the rest is just secondary, right? Well, that My perspective is you start with yourself, right? You figure out your blueprint and you start speaking from that authentic place and you develop your profile, your community profile, your avatar based on you and who you are and, and knowing yourself. That's my take on it. I'd love to hear James because James has this incredible audience, very localized because he's dominating his local market in Central Florida. And he's built legitimate relationships with so many of these people and provided so much value to that community. And he has a great, great social media presence there. So James, what is your overall strategy and game plan with it? And how are you building the community that you're building? I appreciate that, Adam. Those words mean a lot. And that resonates with me. What Brandon said resonates with me a lot. I believe in full engagement. And I think defining exactly who I am and how that relates to full engagement is the first step for me. So that if I'm not showing up as my true, authentic, best self, I think people have a sense to be able to tell that and it, it feels inauthentic. So I think that's important to me. I strive to always consider how I'm employing the power of full engagement. That's actually a book, uh, The Power of Full Engagement, that I've read in the past as well. So what is important to me when I consider that? Whenever I interact with somebody in a professional capacity or even personal capacity, because you need to realize that has the ability to become professional, I always like to think about my values and ethics. Is what I'm doing, is how I'm communicating, is how I'm acting representative of my values and ethics. 
And so people can discern that in how you show up as a person. I think that has definitely led to growth. I think the other thing is I strive for quality over quantity. And I'm going to mention this. This is probably an unpopular opinion and it's just who I am. I'm intense. I'm consistent. I'm very persistent. And that's not for everybody. People who want comfort, people who don't want to be challenged. I think those people can have a hard time around me. Because I'm going to find you and I might tell you what I think. If you're, if you're telling me that you want to achieve these goals, but then we get on a call and you're actually not consistent, you're actually not trying to do all these things, I'm going to let you know that. And I think people struggle with that sometimes. And so, you know, I'm an intense person, so I don't think my audience or, or following or, or branding is necessarily for everyone. And I'm totally good with that. So I think something that I also strive to do is I, I take into account I really appreciate being an inspiration to others. When I ran my 48 miles or when I'm doing a development deal and I, I cover exactly how to do it from the ground up. And I mentioned the fact that four years ago, I only owned one house and you can do these things too. When other people months down the road, they reach out to me and they say, hey, this inspired me to take action. I got pre-approved with a lender. Now I'm, I'm looking at land to buy and that really help me understand that I can be doing these things too. That feels so good to me. And I try to do a lot of my branding in accordance with that, the ability to inspire others to take action and ultimately achieve financial freedom for their lives that they just didn't know could exist before. That's literally fantastic. For me personally, a lot of people have a very dialed in strategy. If you look at any of the kind of gurus or, you know, experts in any space, they're putting out content on a schedule. They have posting schedules and all this stuff. I, I'm more, um, my framework is avatar, authenticity, value, and consistency. And those things equal trust and credibility with your audience. And my whole goal is to give with an abundant mindset. And I'm not, I'm not necessarily worried about what I get back because there's this thing called the law of reciprocity. When I know when I pour into people and I ultimately decide that I need something, whether it's raising money for a multifamily deal or getting a private lender for a flip or looking for a buyer for a wholesale deal, I've built trust and credibility with my audience because I give with abundance. And I think to both of your points is you are truly authentic all three of you are truly authentic. You are who you are. And you're not trying to be somebody else as a social media front, which is where I see kind of goes back to the initial comment. We see the same thing on every guru's Instagram page or Facebook page and the ads all look the same. They're all running the same play. They're all paying the same ad agencies and digital marketing agencies and they're running the same play. So you like you, who are they? Like, I don't, you almost don't know who they really are as a person other than what they put out and they may be that person, but it's hard. The trust isn't there because it's so generic and it looks like everybody else. But for me, I think about if I'm being my authentic self, I'm going to attract the like, you're always going to attract the like people. If you're a guru drug dealer and you're posting on social media, you're probably going to attract like people in criminal spaces doing drugs, right? Like if you're a high character person in the real estate space, who's just constantly providing value, being transparent, and authentic, people are going to connect with that. The people who are either wanting to do what you do or who do what you do or people who do some component of like lending or something that you need, they're like, hey, I got money to lend. I'll lend to James. Number one, he's proven through everything I've seen that he's incredibly competent and smart. And then B, he's got a ton of credibility because he's talking to the audience about what he's doing, the good and the bad. 
And I just think, you know, like looking that attracts the avatar. So Travis asked the question, which comes first, the chicken or the egg, the avatar or your personal authenticity? I think they're mutually, I think they're mutual. I think they come together almost in a simultaneous fashion. I think you should put some critical thought into who you would want to associate with, who your avatar is, like who is that person? I know for like seven figure flipping, the avatar is somebody who's just like me. Like, you know, they got, they're married with a couple kids. They have high character. They believe in abundance. Like those are the people that we attract in seven figure flipping. And you see, if you go around any of those rooms, you see that kind of person, you attract who you are. And then I think value is the hard one because as we grow, it's so hard to fight the imposter syndrome. And I think we forget where we came from. Even in the beginning, you're providing value. You just, you don't feel like you're providing enough value or you know enough, but there's always people out there who align with your blueprint, your character, your ethics, who are watching. And you might not think the thing that you're talking about is that big of a deal because it's so simple. There are people who have no idea and they're learning that and you're building credibility and trust with them. So who knows, you may do a deal with them in the future. You may just help them do a deal and they'll be forever grateful to you. Then they'll recommend you to other people. It's just really, to me, it's about putting goodwill in the environment, putting goodwill out in the environment through bringing value. So that's my framework, avatar, authenticity, value, and consistency. Yeah, I wanna circle back to that goodwill comment that you just made, Adam. I mentioned in my previous comment, I said something along the lines of, I'm gonna find you. I think that sounds aggressive, but what I really mean when I say that is accountability. I truly want to see the best in my colleagues, my peers, my friends, anybody who comes to my elite investor event. I want them to come gain value, take that value and go take action to get a result. I want to see the best in everyone so that I can bring that same value that you kind of just talked about, Adam, put that back out into the ecosystem. Not for me. I, I do believe in the law of reciprocity, but they're going to go out, be really great representatives in the real estate space and go accomplish great things and then inspire even more. It's kind of a blossoming factor that I think can happen when you do it right. Yeah, definitely. It definitely matriculates. It goes, it goes and goes and goes like the, it's almost like the, you see people go through a drive through maybe a Starbucks, they pay for the person behind them. You pull up, they're like, Hey, the person in front of you paid for you. You're like, Oh, well, I'll pay for the next guy then. Right. That's how it works. That's how the world works. Goodwill feeds goodwill. Yeah, and uh, I don't know if you guys would agree with me, but you brought up imposter syndrome. Little secret for any listener, I for me, it doesn't matter what level you get to, imposter syndrome doesn't go away. So be ready for that as you grow. Yeah, yeah, I, I have to agree with that too, James. Something else too that I think is important to touch on that you said, James, was you're putting yourself out there, who you really are, and you understand that not everybody is going to want to work with you. It's not not everybody's going to want that intensity, that persistence, that can that consistency. And that's good. You know, and you, you mentioned that it's like, that's, you're fine with that. And you should be right. Because if you're trying, you're putting yourself, pouring yourself out there, you don't want people who don't resonate with you because you're not going to be able to fully help them. They're going to resist. There's a part of them that will resist what you're trying to do. And then it ends up being a waste of time for both of you. Right. So I thought that it's really important to hit on that. I think a lot of us entrepreneurs, people, right people in business, you get to the point where sometimes you lose track of that and you're like, no, everyone could be a customer. I could help everyone. And you know, and what you're doing, you believe in it so much. You're like, yeah, everybody could benefit from doing this. So why can't I work with everyone? And I think it's really key to keep in mind that no, 
I don't think everybody is meant to work with me. I think that changes too over time. As you grow, this is a really good, this is a really interesting thing I've seen in the coaching space too. Let's say you come into, I don't want to use real estate all the time because we all do that, but let, let's say information marketing, info marketing, and you're like, I want to build a course and sell a course. Alex Hormozzi is probably not the mentor you need, right? That guy is, he's 10 levels, he's 10 years beyond you. You need the person who's like one or two years beyond you who just came from where you are and can give you the proper kind of the proper guidance. So that the adage that you hear is a couple of things. When the student is ready, the teacher will appear. And that's kind of what I feel like James is talking about. Like he's looking for an action taker. Like he wants to help you if you want to take action. So if you're not ready to take action, you're probably just on the sidelines watching this content and you've got some limiting belief like that you're not necessarily sure you can do it yet. Not until you're ready to take action are you ever going to do it. That's when James is going to help you the most. When you're like, okay, I'm ready to go. Just tell me what to do and I'll do it right now. Okay, great. Now he's ready to help you. My first ever client, I think I brought this up on the podcast before, my first ever buyer client when I got my real estate license was exactly that. Uh, he was like, Hey, I want to learn more about real estate. We have the mutual military connection. He came to, he came to the first ever version of the lead investor in my living room years ago with four total people, by the way. And he was like, Hey, I'm ready to do this. I said, all right, well, here's what we need to do. How soon do you want to go? He's like, we could go tomorrow. He got pre-approved and he closed on a deal within one month. And that, that deal has made him six figures in the past year because he took action. Yep. What well, I'd be interested to hear if we could just switch gears to what has from your brand strategy, your blueprint, your what you're putting out on social media. Because I feel like a lot of people think they're putting out something on social media and then they're like, it's not returning anything for me. I don't know why it's not returning anything for me. So if you could draw the connection between what you've been doing in your activity and how you've been sharing that value with the world and then what's come back to you from that, that I think that would be really helpful for the listeners to maybe go, well, what, what is even possible if you're providing value to the world? And James, I think we could start with you. Um, so are we kind of like, reflecting on how the law of reciprocity has delivered returns. Yeah. Way? Okay. So I started taking a much heavier approach to social media marketing probably four months ago, something like that, three or four months ago. And so we went from having a local event that is free and has remained free from about 30 attendees to nearly 200 in five months. So I don't directly benefit from that. Uh, I have sponsors that help run the event. And so it, I'm at a neutral cost. It doesn't really cost me anything, um, nor do I have revenue that comes from the event. But the amount of leads, investors, and growth in the social media that I've seen as a result of doing that, which has been like seriously just focused on bringing value through those events, has been tenfold what we were experiencing before. I hope that answers your question. Yeah, so you, you basically started... You started this local, very localized meetup, four people in your living room, grew to about 30 people where you were at a space and then you outgrew that space really quickly and you ended up with 200 people. Now you're at this event that you're meeting new people in your ecosystem who are maybe like, man, I could lend on that new development or, you know, hey, you're obviously very competent. Would you be, would you represent me as an agent or how can I partner with you? And then you start to have more opportunities open up. You don't ever know what they are, but they just open up and you're like, oh yeah, that's something where I think I could serve and help somebody grow their wealth or whatever it may be. 
Yeah, I guess to get even more direct with it, I've deployed 200 grand of capital into syndications as a result of directly as a result of the group. So those are deals that are profitable for me, right? That's reciprocated back to me. Probably connected with five different awesome action taker buyers that are ready to do deals or have already done the deals. And then been introduced to other folks that actually wanted to join my team. They asked to work with, with us. And so they had their license and they interviewed to to come over. That's happened more than a couple times. So those are, I think those are three right there real quick. It's crazy. And for you, Brandon? Yeah, it's what I've noticed is a, the people that end up contacting me and want to work with me, they already have a good sense of who I am. Right. And so typically the person that reaches out to me already resonates. And so what that has resulted in is not like a crazy amount or increase in people quantity wise, right. That give me a call or DM me or whatever, but the ones that do are right. They're the right fit. They want to work with me. And so, no, I don't have, it hasn't exploded in quantity, but the the increase are all quality. Um, and by quality, I just mean, all that means is people that resonate with me and my blueprint, right? Not a good person, not a bad person, somebody who resonates with me. And then it just, the conversation flows more naturally. And I'm in, so I'm very, you know, my areas, coaching, whole life insurance, financial services, right? Very relationship driven, very trust driven. And so increasing the quality of those initial engagements um, has, I've really seen that result. Yeah, that's phenomenal. We're going to go to Travis next. I think he would, uh, brands don't all look the same. Here's the thing. Like Travis may not be, you know, maybe Travis doesn't put out a bunch of social media content with fancy word bubbles going on it. What people don't see behind the scenes with Travis is he's the ultimate connector. He is in the space. He's in the multifamily space. He's in the residential space and he's showing up to these events. He's showing up to these webinars and he's, he's providing value from where he's from where he sits and he now has this incredible network of people when somebody's like i'm thinking about doing this and travis is like oh well you need to talk to so-and-so person and he's routinely connecting those people in his space and that looks different than maybe how other people's brands are materialized into the world whether it's social media or they're holding a local event. So I think you do have a ton of value in that sense, Travis. I think that's what your brand has been. You're such a giver and you're an amazing connector. I appreciate that. And uh, I'll make sure that your Christmas card gets a $2 bill this year for sure. For those people who think that your brand only comes from likes and social media responses, like Adam said, it is not. It is the daily. I get asked every single day, either through uh, a DM or either at work with other military members, you know, hey, what do I do? Like, hey, I saw this. I heard you on a podcast. What can I do the next step? And I find that I enjoy talking to the person that is at the ground, like doesn't even know where the wall is and let alone sees the ladder. And the joy of helping people find the ladder and know like, hey, here's your run. Here's your first action steps like you guys have talked about. And then you see the light bulb come on, right? And you see their eyes get big and they're like, wait, that's possible. And it's, it's absolutely possible. And it's the same thing when you, as a jujitsu practitioner, right? It's the exact same thing you see when you, somebody comes on the mat for the first time and you're like, Hey, look, you can do this. And they're like, wait, I can do that. Yeah, you absolutely can. You have a Swiss army knife of awesomeness 
and you're not just using the blade, that one thing, and that everybody has the capacity to grow. And yeah, you're not going to be, you, you don't have to be the 10 million a month guy that's putting out so much content that you're unsubscribed because you're sick of the emails. But imagine the capacity and, and what you can say when you have something outside of W2, outside that you require a time money exchange that is helping grow something, right? Either it's a cash flow, it's a business, it's a side hustle of some capacity that is doing something more. All because you found somebody that you resonate with, that you connect with, that you understand on some level. And um, whether through social media or just by asking questions and being curious, what's that quote? I think it's... Uh, Ralph Waldo Emerson, or um, it was on, uh, what's the soccer player doing on, on, in England? What's that movie? The soccer coach? The, Ted, the Lasso. Ted La Lasso. Lasso, yeah. He talks about being curious and not judgmental. That if we were a little more curious and sacrificed a little bit of ego, we'd be amazed at what we could accomplish. I love that. Yeah, I think that's, um, I think that's fantastic. The law of reciprocity is different than a transactional relationship because you're giving without intention to receive, but you know when you provide value, the things that you need will come to you when you need them the most. So it's there's a little bit of faith there that you're giving to the world and you're being a good person and you're being in line with your core values and ethics. And uh, those things come back to you in kind and it's, it's really fantastic. So I'll just do a quick summary and hit hit the highlights from this. I think what's really important, Brandon illuminated incredibly well, which is first you have to know yourself. You have to know who you are and what your blueprint is in order to attract that same like kind person. And that allows you to bring the value to the world. And that's that aligns directly with, you know, similar to the framework I said, which is understanding who your people are, who your avatar is in detail and being your authentic self, providing tons of value and then just being consistent in doing it. Right. Because in today's world, people live on 10 second clips and one liner reads. And if you're not providing the value and the consistency and the ethics and the morals and the values out to the world, somebody else is. So why not you? So knowing yourself, having a good avatar, being authentic, providing value and being consistent is going to build trust and confidence in your audience. And when we talk about brand strategy, brand awareness, and just providing value to the world, that's the framework I use. And I think everybody on this call has illuminated in some form or fashion. Awesome podcast. I appreciate all of you guys. You guys are value bringers to the world. You bring value to my life and you guys are action takers. I'm, I'm grateful to have you all. And I know for a fact that our listeners are consistently getting some something out of this podcast, even if it's just our parents. That's fine. All right. Thanks for listening and uh, watch out for the next one.